You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you. And the message coming right up is crafted by heaven, not just to challenge you, but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Pastor Goodheart Obi Ekweme. Please rise up on your feet is our custom, the back, the front, the middle, not to honor this boy of God, but to honor Jesus, the second person of the Godhead, the word of God. We stand for kings and presidents. Please stand on your feet, otherwise I'll come to yank you up, except you are incapacitated for one reason or the other. And I know you'll get healed before this episode. Amen. All right. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Let's read together as a family. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Somebody shout a big amen. I want to read the same version or the same portion of scripture, but this time in the message translation of the Bible. Please pay careful attention. It's quite exciting a read. <laughs> Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans showing us on, it means we'll better get on with it. Strip down. Start running. Never quit. <laughs> no extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we are in. Who both began, hello somebody, and finished this race we are in. He showed us an example to run. Study how he did it. Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. He never lost sight. He never lost sight of the focus on the gaze of it on eternity, on the gaze on the throne of God. He never lost sight. The beating didn't make him lose sight. The lies, the malignment, the discouragement didn't make him lose sight. He kept his gaze upon the throne where he was going. That exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again. Ah, item by item. That long litany of hostility he plowed through that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. We can go home. This has already preached. That will shoot what? Adrenaline. Ay, 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 into your souls. For the assignment this morning, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Our Father and our God, on bending knees yet again, we bow our hearts, giving you the praise, the glory, and the honor that is due your holy name. Hello! What a joy to gather again under this open heavens. I beseech you to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clear of the seven son of yours that today I will come to your people with a thus saith the Lord. Help me to go beyond my study, contemplation, memory. Help me speak expressly your word and your counsel. Move every man, every woman, every boy, every girl from under the sound of my voice to the place you reserved in the place called destiny. As always, we vow to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' victorious name we have prayed. Let somebody shout a victorious amen. amen. Whilst you're seated, tell your neighbor, keep your eyes on Jesus. 
Keep your gaze on Jesus. Hallelujah. The month of March has been most exciting moments delving into the word of God. Beginning from Reha IC 2018 till this date, we have been taking a little bit of closer look to the subject, the person of Jesus Christ. We declare, or the Lord declared to us, beyond the veil, it's all about Jesus. Beyond the veil, it's all about Jesus. One of the things we've begun to see is that there are possibly three dimensions or phases, if you like, of encounter with Jesus by a man. And sometimes we don't quite see it in that regard, but I want to put it in the right perspective, just in the light of our teachings on Jesus. We saw the very first encounter anybody will have, of course anybody will be an unbeliever by the way, is to receive Jesus. Receive Jesus. The Bible declares that, that he who knew no sin became sin, the totality of sin, that we might be made the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If any man be in Christ, or if any man be in Christ dead, he's a new creator. All things have passed away, and all things have become new, and all things have become of God. So when you say yes to Jesus, oh my God, he, he, he literally resets your life and your destiny. He begins to count zero again. He gives you a clean slate of life. <laughs> People have wondered in their sin, in their debauchery, in their philandering, how can I live life all over again? Is it possible to begin my life again? Yes, Jesus can give you a brand new life again if you're not born again. 40 years, 45, 50 may have been wasted on all kinds of things, but if you come to Jesus, he will give you a brand new start. He's the one who is able to make all things new again. <laughs> He can make your money new again, make your honey new again, make your health new again, make your marriage new again, make your business new again. Aren't you thankful of Jesus? To this morning, I believe that God is about to give somebody a fresh start. Hello, somebody. The Bible declares, weeping may endure through the night, but joy comes in the morning. The morning is not some time on the clock. The morning is when you wake up. Whether 1 a.m. is when you got up. I got up sometime. I won't tell you when this morning. But that was my morning. It was still dark around me. But that was my morning. You can turn your night into morning at the instance of joy. Joy is the key of the ignition that turns your night into morning. Your weeping, your tears into morning. Can somebody shout hallelujah? You don't rejoice because things are working right. You rejoice because God is good anyways. Hello somebody. When you can't trace him, you've got to learn to trust him. When you can't feel him, you've got to learn to believe him. What did he say to you? Hebrews 35, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In the boat, I trust him. 37,000 kilometers above sea level. When the plane is going cock. Trust him in the middle of the sea when there's a raging storm and tempest. I trust him. I may not know tomorrow, but I know the God that knows Sakatoska knows tomorrow. Somebody shout, I trust him. It's not over until it's over. As long as you're alive, there is hope. Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath. Praise ye the Lord. Are you alive and well? Somebody said, praise ye the Lord. So we can give you a fresh start and I believe today somebody is getting a fresh start. Hello somebody. When the Lord forgives, he doesn't only clean it away, but he forgets. He throws your sin into the sea of forgetfulness, which is the blood of the Lamb. 
Your memory may want to fish there, but God puts an X there. No fishing. Hakotoka is gone with yesterday, is under the blood. New start is coming your way. So we see the first thing that happens to a man in encountering Christ is to be born again. We call that to receive Christ. It's the beginning of the journey. But, but, but that is just the beginning of the journey. And the next thing that you will find about Christ is that you have to go beyond just receiving a gift to learning about the gift. I mean, recently, I was blessed by a dear brother with a very nice phone. I won't tell you what model it is, just in case there are any envious people here in the house. Suffice to say, it's a good phone. But the phone is so good that I, I haven't had the time of my life to go through any manual to know what else this phone can do better than the other phone that is an upgrade off. So I have a gift. I am very grateful for the dear brother who the Lord put in his heart to do that for me. But the truth be told, I've received a gift I don't know well enough. Cannot no go there. It's one thing to receive the gift of Jesus Christ. We are saved by grace through faith. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 6 to 8. So Christ essentially is a gift. But a gift can only be as valuable as you know about the gift. And there are many believers who have received the gift of gift. But ignorance has kept them from enjoying the maximum of what the gift can do. What the gift is designed to do. What the gift is, is, is prepared to do. That's why the Bible declares, you shall know the truth, and the truth you know shall make you free. John 8, 32, 36, if the Son shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. You, you see, liberty comes by knowing the gift. What do you mean, Pastor? I will tell you. When you know that you are above only, not beneath, you can harass the devil. When you know that you're healed by the stripes, no matter what kind of feelings comes around you, hey, you're a liar, I'm healed. Hello, somebody? A wise man said, every man's captivity, every man's mountain is not the mountain, but ignorance. Ignorance is your mountain. The more you know, the smaller your mountain becomes. The more you know, the smaller the mountain becomes. What is a mountain? Fibroid. What is a mountain? You can't carry your baby. What is a mountain? The doctor said ABC. What is a mountain? The banker said so. What is a mountain? The lawyer said so. The more you know, the smaller the mountain decreases. Zechariah 4, 6. Who art thou, O Zerubbabel? Who art thou, O mountain before Zerubbabel? Who art thou, O mountain before Goodheart? Thou shall come tumbling down like a plane with shouts of grace grace and grace when you know of grace and mercy your mountains are coming tumbling down so the next level is to begin to learn of Christ you still with me so you receive Christ you have to learn of Christ Ephesians 4:20 but you have not so learned Underscore the word learned, learned. It's a learning process. You've not so learned Christ. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him, hear the word learn, hear the word teach, as the truth is in Jesus. We learn of him. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, come unto me. All who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burn is light. Learn of me. Is it what learn? So you learn him. Many believers have succeeded on step one to receive him. But they have not as much made diligence as we learned this morning to move from just receiving the gift, receiving the person, to learning the person. 
There is a language of Christ. There is an attitude of Christ. There is a culture of Christ. There is an atmosphere of Christ. Praise God, somebody. There is a nature of Christ. There is a custom of Christ. We learn him. The next level is a level of coming into glory. Where we become glorified in Christ. We become perfected or become mature in Christ. Ephesians 4.13 says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So there is a stature of the fullness of Christ. So you see the progression now. You receive, you learn, you mature, you become perfected, you become glorified. So we can see very clearly that the Christian walk and journey is one of progression, one of growth in Christ, or what I call Christ-likeness. Now, such progressive growth can be likened onto to the journey that the Lord caused the children of Israel to embark. Listen carefully, don't miss the point, back front, focus, gaze. Like unto the journey that they walked from the land of Egypt, which is called the land of bondage, the type of the world system. He delivered them from Egypt and he began to take them on a short journey through the wilderness. But you see, the Lord did not only deliver them from Egypt for the sake of delivering them from Egypt. Catch this, catch this, catch this. He delivered them from Egypt so that he can ultimately bring them into where? Talk to me. Into where? Into where? Promised land. Not to the wilderness. Uh -uh. He didn't deliver them from Egypt to bring them to the wilderness. Uh -uh. He delivered them from Egypt to bring them to Canaan. But to Canaan indicates through the wilderness. Is that a mental picture? All right. So if God had delivered them from here and they came in here and they began to celebrate, woo, I am born again, I am born again. Born again, born again, I am born again. You know what? God is saying, guys, get on with it. This well, what? Come, come, we are going somewhere. I can speak in tongues. He said, get on with it. Move your butt. Go on, 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 go on. So the intent to deliver you from is to deliver you to. So, question number one. If you are one who has experienced deliverance from Egypt, but not yet entered into Canaan, where do you place yourself? Uh, wilderness. That means you're on a journey and it's a process. Wow, I just saw something now. It's a process. We read message version. That Christ kept his gaze between here and there. He kept his gaze on the throne. He didn't allow anything he experienced along the way to make him lose focus. This will get hot. To deter him from advancing. Get blows of rejection, advance. Blows of refusal, advance. Blows of liars, advance. You know why? He could only advance beyond the wilderness because he kept his gaze here. I wanted to sink in very, very well. So, being born again, as you've heard me preach and teach 
unashamedly, it is the greatest miracle in this life. But, beloved, having said that, being born again is not the be it all. Okay, let me help you out. Blessed with three boys, they're different ages. They were all born as male. But because he was born a male and a boy, did not make him a man. In fact, the third boy at his age, he's just only breaking into puberty at 14, thereabout. So he's becoming, he's just becoming. So we get born again and we celebrate the fact that we are a child of God. We fail to understand that being a child of God is God putting us on the pathway to ultimately become a son. Hi. Stay with me. Please stay with me. <clears throat> so again, God brought them out so that he could bring them in. So the journey of the cycle was not complete until they made it safely into Canaan. Quite unfortunately, the reality is there were a number of the children of Israel. Listen carefully. Don't miss the point. Catch it. Catch it. That's a shadow of the New Testament, New Covenant. There were many who left here and came here but died here. They failed to walk on to this place. One of the reasons why they fail to walk here is because they lost gaze of there. They complained. They murmured. I am 40. What have you done for me lately? I am married 10 years. No son, no daughter. I have seven degrees, no job. They, they were just complaining and bickering. They forgot to keep their gaze on where they were going to. That it, oh my, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all right to take all the beating and the licking as long, I, yeah, yeah, ultimately I get here. Because what is important is to get here no matter how I get there. Yes, All right, You see, until we keep our gaze not on cars and houses, wives and children and breakthroughs and breakdowns until we keep our gaze on the glory in front of us. We can get discouraged by the test and by the trial we go through in between. The Bible tells us that Joseph was tried by the word until the word came. Saints, there is something about God allowing you to go through trials. Trials are not for your destruction. Trials are for your reconstruction. Trials are are not to kill you. Trials are to make you. Examinations are to bring about a promotion. I say again, promotion is after the test. Do you think I got here by playing games? No. The trial has been hot. The test has been hot. Very difficult. Through the fire, through pain. Saints, if you're going to push from here to there, get ready for the test. You want a new level of anointing? Get ready for some kind of test. You want patience? Get ready to be tried. It's going to stay in power. Resilience. Are you still here? So many left here. Got here. They died here. Well, I will leave you to interpret what that means in the New Testament. In the New Covenant. But let me help you. So you don't go down the wrong road. It's not enough to come to the altar. Jesus, forgive me. I repent. You're my Lord and my Savior. That's wonderful. But what that is, is God giving you empowerment and a tool to go through. It wasn't to dance on what she received. 
It was for work. Oh, wow. Let me go ahead of myself. Let me go ahead of myself. Salvation is 101% grace. We are saved by grace. Through faith. Not of works. Lest any man suppose. It's 101% grace. You did nothing to earn it. Nothing to deserve it. But listen. While salvation is 101% grace, salvation places responsibility on the person who has been saved to live a particular way, to conduct himself in a particular manner, to acquaint himself with a particular culture, habits, quote-unquote, that are becoming of one who is saved. To bear the fruits that express to all, including the unsaved, that they are saved. So, after the new birth experience, there is a growing up to do in Christ that speaks of discipleship that speaks of learning Christ, as the Bible calls it. That speaks of spiritual maturity or sonship maturity. Listen carefully. Glory, rulership, dominion is reserved for such sons of the kingdom. Romans 8.19 For the earnest expectation of the creator waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. The earnest expectation of the creator waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. There are certain glories that God will not commit to his children until they grow up to sons of maturity. Are you still talking with me? There are certain things a father will not do to the children because he has those things and is wealthy. A wealthy father will not give your six, seven-year-old son a vehicle to drive. A suicide. You will wait for some level of maturity, age-wise and also character-wise, to bring the person to speak to the point of giving certain gift to the person. Oh, wow. Even when you could afford it, you don't do it because it will be irresponsible of you as a father. There are certain things that God has made available for us because he paid for it by the blood of Christ. But they will not be accessible until we grow up. Wow. Certain blessings are waiting for you to rise up in maturity. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe we need to change our prayer point. Maybe we should change from asking God to bless us to ask God for grace to grow up to meet our blessings. Do you hear me? There is nothing, there's nothing under heaven that God cannot, will not give you his child. James 1, 117, every good gift, every perfect gift comes from God in whom there is no shadow of turning, no variableness. He's the one that gives everything that is good and, 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 and perfect. But he says, you will not have access to them until you've matured. There must be a, a, a willingness for us as a church family to grow up. And they're acid tests of how mature you are. There are three basic acid tests. First Corinthians 13, 11. Apostle Paul said, when I was a child, I speak as a child. I thought as a child. I understood as a child. Three things, speaking, understanding, and thinking. A child thinks differently. A child understands differently. A child speaks differently. Your speech will betray your maturity. Your thinking will betray your maturity. I mean, if you're in a church where you're out for the pastor to shake your hand 247, you, you're still a child. If you have to
to be up in front of the man of God to get blessed. You're still a child. A son will say like the man, uh, the centurion uh, uh, soldier in, in Matthew 8. I said, no, 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 you don't have to come to my house. I know your word is the same thing as you are. Speak the word only. Hey, somebody, that's his son. A child may need all the hugging, all the kissing. It's nothing wrong with that. If you're at that level, you will give you that. Babies get babies treatment. But 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 when a, a man, come on, is asking for milk and, and wearing diaper, you're you crazy. Get up and walk. You can't be 18, 21, wearing diaper and holding a feeding bottle and I will celebrate you. No, you're still a child. But if you're a child, I will treat you like a child. A child comes to church because his pastor is in church physically. But a son comes to church whether the man of, the man of God is there or no. He comes because Jesus is in the house. That's a son. A son does not wait to see the father physically. The voice of the father rings a bell within him. When you're on the job, I can hear Reverend Goodhart. When you're in the car, I can hear daddy's voice. When you're on the job, I'm about to slap your wife, I hear daddy's voice. Why? You're a son. I don't have to show up for you to see me. That voice has made an imprint in your mind. The voice of God through his vocal cords. That's a son. And God is saying, He's bringing you and I to a new realm of rulership and authority. The scepter is not for children. The scepter is for sons. I believe from this house, envoys, ambassadors are going to go to cities and nations, bringing about change in various sectors. The politics, the government, economy, agriculture, education, health sector, they are rising from here. But you've got to be a son. A son will go from Roderick and say, I am an ambassador of Roderick. We don't lie. We don't cheat. It's all about Jesus. We are people of integrity. We don't deal with morality. We don't speak false lying grace. No, we are people who love Jesus. We are God. God, Jesus. Hey, are there sons here? Shout hallelujah. Sons rule and reign. Galatians 4 verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he's a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. For long time in the body of Christ, great emphasis has been made on the new birth, salvation, becoming born again, a child of God. To the de-emphasis, please listen carefully, don't miss the point, of discipleship. Emphasis on Christ-likeness. Emphasis on spiritual maturity. Both go hand in hand. As five to six, hand and glove, salvation and Christ-likeness, they go hand in hand. If we emphasize the former, to the detriment of the de-emphasis of the latter, what we will have is what we have in many of our churches today. Crowds, lacking power crowds lacking integrity crowds lacking a press for purity and holiness it begins to give us a reason and explanation for the kind of picture of the modern day church we have all over the world not just in Nigeria all over the world people are clapping jumping in church but not in touch with the God of the church it's a contradiction we have today in many of our local assemblies. Too many contradictions. We have many people professing to be born again, but conveniently lying, stealing, killing with no sense of remorse whatsoever. We have many who are in church supposedly born again and maybe even in the workforce as they work about comfortably living in immorality in sins that are of amazing proportion. Fornication, adultery, debauchery, name it all. It's a contradiction. We have many who are in church with a tag of being born again, but are filled with hate, venom, and Jealous, jealousy, malice against one another. What a contradiction. Are you a fig or what are you at all? Hello, somebody. The world will ask us, are we just clapping, jumping? Are we bearing the fruits of being in church and being born again by their fruits? Men shall know what tree you are. It's okay at the early age to say, I am born again. I'm just getting into the church. I'm, but after a while, 
The world will place a demand. If you are born again, then you have to walk right. If you are born again, you have to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. And Christ-likeness means we are prepared to begin to walk the walk of Christ, not just the talk of Christ, quote-unquote. Are you still here? Are you still here? Praise God. Please, by way of a balance to my teaching, there is a great difference between falling into sin, as the name implies, you fall into it, and living in sin. Some people fall into sin. As the name implies, a fall. They don't like it. They don't want it. But they fell. The Bible says the just man falls seven times. Not lives. He falls seven times. But he rises up again. But there's one who doesn't fall. He lives in it. What's the difference? Because you, as I will tell you. When you fall, there is a conviction that you're doing wrong. You're uncomfortable. You detest it. You hate it. But when you graduated, sadly enough, from falling to living, you don't feel any prick of your conscience anymore. You don't even know what right is wrong anymore. You become callous. You know, a leper's hands that are callous, you can't feel pain anymore. That it's a dangerous place for any child of God to get to. When you become callous, your conscience is seared, no longer tender and, and, and supple, malleable in the eyes of God. You sign stuff in the office, you don't bat an eyelid. It's a culture. Say, well, well we are Nigerians anyway. Stop that. You may be your kind of Nigerian, but if you're a child of God, you are a citizen of heaven. Represent Christ as a worthy ambassador. Stand out of the crowd. You may lose some money, lose some favor, lose promotion, lose some things, but it pays to stand for Jesus. If other men don't stand, stand. You may be on level 11, longer than necessary. Level 10, longer, people are going, papa, pa, pa. it's all right. If you're standing for justice and righteousness, God will pay you back in ways you can't imagine. We heard this morning. He's a rewarder, not a wicked father. Of them that diligently seek him, God will not owe any man. I speak to somebody under the sound of my voice. Your righteous deeds have delayed certain blessings and benefits from coming your way. I decree and declare. Whatever has been denied you by men thus far, from this moment, you will begin to receive restoration. Restoration of lost time, lost promotions, lost business opportunities, lost breakthroughs, lost relationships. Friends left you because you said yes. To the calling of God. I have been there before. Where are people who were at your beck and call before now? Simply because you said you heard God to do something. You don't hear them call you again. No text, no SMS. They pretend as though you don't exist again. That's wonderful. Because when the devil is messing, God is blessing. I prophesy for every time the enemy has tried to mess you up. Get ready for the blessing of the Lord. Double for trouble comes your way in the name of Jesus. Double for trouble comes your way, Roger, in the name of Jesus. You are going forward. Can you bless the Lord for 30 seconds? Kerende. Receive restoration. Come on, come on, come on. Don't just mumble. Lord, I receive restoration. Ah, no, 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 no. Everything lost hitherto is coming back. Woo! Wow, I see it, I see it. Wow, what a change. I see it, I see it. As a church family, wow. Restoration of lands and properties. Ekodonga, lost opportunities. 
lost time and lost favor. Woo! Somebody receive it. Somebody won't act on you in a relationship. God is restoring multiple folds. Akadege, Akadaga, Akadaga. Receive it. Healing is coming back. Because of something somebody did, you fell into depression. That depression began to cause your blood pressure to spike. From today, receive the peace. Oh my God. Receive the shalom of God over you. A bridge over troubled waters. A bridge over troubled waters. A, wow. A bridge over troubled waters. In the name of Jesus. No, 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 go, Lord. One prayer we must pray is never to live in sin. We must pray for our hearts to be tender. If you don't know what I'm saying, it will surprise you what some people who claim to be born again, heaven bound, can do and will do without batting an eyelid. It will surprise you, you will not believe it. In your sincere mind, say, eh, eh, it can happen, eh. Why it can happen is because sin, unconfessed, sin, not repentant of, dulls the spiritual sensitivity. If you keep on silencing that voice of your conscience, after a while, right to be wrong, wrong, you justify why you're sinning. Well, I'm an adult because my wife is not hot. You know, she's not, she's not, not, that's why now. It's not my fault now. She's not hot. I'm stealing because I have to be a man. I have to take care of my family. Ah, fathers should be responsible. I have to steal. Ah, what was I? Leave, leave that matter. You know, this is your body. Your body is your body. There's only one born again. There's only one heaven. There's only one God. There's only one standard. The country cannot change it. Where Nigeria now? Where is it? It's not. There's no. There's no Nigeria heaven. Did you hear me? There's no Nigeria heaven. Nigeria hell. There's hell. There's heaven. Those who get together by grace by walking up right So we should not get to where we have. We are now living there. Sleeps. Oh yes. First John one nine. Verse 8 says, if we say we don't have anything, we'll make him a liar. But if we confess our sins and our faults, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So if we confess, and this morning, somebody is going to cry to God and say, God, have mercy upon me. Keep my soul from becoming callous. I don't only really speak about people who are in church, even pastors, leaders. Some things people do. You wonder, how do they do it and get away with it? With the Bible. The soul and the conscience was shutting down gradually. He said, hey, it is dangerous. How can somebody claim to be a pastor? Hire people to demonstrate miracles. You lie in a coffin, I'll do a miracle. You rise up and come up again, I'll get money. Ah! With Bible and God, if you con yourself don't try to con God whatsoever a man sowing that shall he but no fear again that kind of person has packaged for hell except by a miracle the soul is pa 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 then you hire people they walk in here miracle hey 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 ah conscience why I'm here, I don't know. Maybe somebody on the online needs to hear this. So you can run. Because fire is burning. Run, 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 run. It's appointed unto a man to die once. May that once not catch any of us on the wrong side of eternity. The apostle Paul said, ah, I put my body under subjection. Let's having run the race, having proclaimed the glorious gospel, I will be a castaway. We're in a race. We're in a race. We're in a race. We're in a race. The people you look around and you call stars. You know, they're stars and they're, what, they're, what, they're called, uh, yeah, stars. Celebrities. 
Do you know the people who you call a star today and a celebrity today, yesterday, listen carefully, catch this, they were normal, ordinary people who began to do something about their lives. That star football player, they, they, they took time to practice. Sometimes, they were kicking 100 balls before a goalkeeper. Before they came to where they are. So, yesterday, they were not stars. But they did something in their yesterday that most people will not do in their yesterday for an enviable future. Proverbs 22, 29. Seest thou a man diligent in his own business? He will not appear before mean men, but appear before kings. Diligence. A star moves from there to here because his gaze is on the trophy. That one day I go enter World Cup. <laughs> one day I go enter final boxing, uh, lightweight, maybe uh, high, whatever it is, heavyweight. They were seeing something. What motivated the training, buffeting their body, was a trophy. Am I right? Was a crown. That one day, one day, they'll stand before the whole world carrying a belt. A featherweight, wall featherweight champion. Good heart. Here I am. Para, papa. I'm now a star. But the star was made through a process. What made the star was he was prepared to do some things today for tomorrow that others were not prepared to do. You're prepared to come to church on time, to give, tithe and offer, to pray when you should pray, to serve, to labor. Now, people will even, ah, ah, now only you are, ah, bro, bro, eh, um, bro, okay, every Saturday, only evangelism, only you, only you. Oh, now, only you, only you. Only you. Okay, now, you think, now, now we kill Jesus. Shameful statement by believers. Now we kill Jesus. Who they pay us now? Who they pay you? You they breathe in. Say, who they pay you? You won't die. The fact that you are alive is God sustaining you. People pay for oxygen. People carry packs, dialysis. Instead of a kidney walking, they carry things all over the place. Who they pay you? Who they pay you? God, they pay you. Far more than money. He preserves you. He protects you. You owe him your life. Service should be the least. Money should be the least. But that one you're laughing at today now is here doing service, just focusing on where he's going, not doing eye service, but God's service. Not for a guy to see me, but for God to see me. Not for my husband to see me, for God to see me. Not for wife, for God to see me. Not for my boss, for God to see me. Why? When you pray in secret, not seeking for visibility, God will reward you openly. When you give in secret, not trying to become a deacon because you're giving fat offering, because you love the Lord, God will reward you beyond titles and positions. What am I saying? If you're going to be a Jesus celebrity, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Listen. He did not enjoy the cross. He endured the cross. If you're not faithful over small, you, Charlie, as you say in Ghana, you will never have much. If you're not faithful over what people perceive is another man's own, God will never give you all. I served somewhere for a number of years. And I said, and I will say publicly and privately, I served there as though I began the ministry. With all of my heart. Within human limits, of course. I'm not perfect. Within human limits. I served as though I'm dying there. It's my last ministry. Bust up. Nothing was reserved for the future. Until the time came when God said, is it enough? I'm yanking you out for another assignment. I have seen you. I've heard you come out. I didn't want to go out. Why? I had begun to become comfortable. It's so interesting that sometimes a particular portion of the wilderness can become more comfortable. 
It's called a comfort zone. Where you're not broke, but you're not rich. You're not sick, but you're not whole. Yet, you're in the wilderness. That when you see between here and there, giants should be killed. God, let me stay here. It's okay here, God. Leave this kid and we're okay here. We're, we're surviving. You're not designed to be a survivor. You're not designed to live on barely get along avenue. You're designed by God to thrive. You're designed by your God to be a line crosser. You're designed by God to be a world changer. You are designed by God to be a record breaker. You can't be a record breaker being comfortable in, in comfort zone. No. Abraham, get out from your kindred, your family, your tribe. Where? To a place I will show you. I haven't shown you yet. I will show you. Leaving Egypt to Canaan is a work of faith. I'm not out of message, but out of time. But I hope with these few comments of mine, Can somebody shout hallelujah? I feel like shouting. I feel like jumping. Celebrate your God. Celebrate your God. Celebrate your God. The champion in you is emerging. The giant in you is on the rise. The king in you is on the rise. Hallelujah. Lift your hand, receive grace. Grace is what we all need for the race. Grace makes the race great. Can you receive grace to finish well? Not to be a has-been, a non-entity. Oh, yes. Yesterday is anointed. No, no, no. Lord, grace. Grace to endure to the end. Oh, that when the trumpet blast shall sound, I will not be found wanting. Can you ask the Lord to forgive you in any area where you have missed the mark? In word, in thought, in deed. Lay your hands upon your head and plead the blood of Jesus. Oh, the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. The sanctifying power of the blood of Jesus. The blood that tears holiness and purity. If the self-same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that self-same spirit will quicken your mortal body. By that spirit disease, you come to an utter end now in the name of Jesus. Lord, forgive us. As a church, forgive us. In ways we've compromised. In ways we've lied and cheated. In ways we've dabbled with all manners of compromise and sin. Forgive us. Let your fire burn upon this altar, upon the pew sanctifying every man every woman every boy every girl change our taste buds oh from impurity to purity from earthly to heavenly from carnality to spirit change my taste bud help me to long more for you every day to long for purity long for the fear of the lord to keep my gaze on eternity surely there's an end the expectation of the just Will not be cut short. Your hands down now, eyes closed. You're under the sound of my voice. You know that you know that you know that you're uncertain of your eternal well being. You're saying, Pastor, I want to start from that ground zero, from Egypt out from sin. I want Christ, I want to receive Him. Will you raise your right hand wherever you are? I want to agree with you in faith now. You're saying, I want to agree. I want Jesus into my life, into my heart. Perhaps you're rededicating your life wherever you are. Keep those hands up before the Lord. Ushers, put a card in the hands of my brothers and sisters all over this hall. Keep them up unashamedly. Let's pray together. 
the back, the front, hands raised, hands raised, hands raised unto Jesus. Pray with me, beloved brother and sister. Let's pray, let's pray. Don't be ashamed. Jesus left the 99 in parable for the one sheep. He's come for you today. All of this is about you, about your salvation, about your well-being. So that you'll be heaven bound. You can change direction today. A new building can start today. If you say yes, receive him. Hands raised. Let's pray together quickly. Heavenly Father, pray now, pray now. Heavenly Father, stand in with your hands up. Heavenly Father, church, let's pray. In the name of Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart as I invite Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. Lamb of glory, forgive me all my sins. From today, I decree and declare with my mouth and faith in my heart that Jesus is both my Lord and my Savior. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we cover these ones with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Over them, we decree and declare, forward ever, backward never. May this be the first day of their best days. Thank you for healing. Thank you for victory. Thank you for joy. In the name of Jesus Christ. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Goodhart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rajik, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, HORM, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Pastor Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That's info at rhogic.org. Also, download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of free quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Pastor Goodhart on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Pastor Goodhart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with His Spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth. Sunday and midweek service day. There are days many people traditionally get up in their best outfits and gather together to scratch a religious itch. But not anymore. At Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, Sunday and Wednesday are not just church because God is very deliberate about his agenda in this age and church as usual will not cut it in the times we're in. Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, is an apostolic gathering of God's people experiencing old-time revival for new era realities. God is bringing back his power and is calling you to carry it to the world. Sunday celebration service at 8 a.m. on Sundays and the Word and Worship Wednesday service every Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. at Rogic. All hold at the Golden Bird Event Center, Plot 859 A. Ame Ebute Street, Wye District, Abuja. And your host is Goodhart Obi Ekweme. On Sunday at 8 a.m. and Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. Don't just come to church, be the church. After all, there's already enough religion in the world. Revival House of Glory International Church is an expression of the Horn of Revival Ministry. Sunday and midweek service day. There are days many people traditionally get up in their best outfits and gather together to scratch a religious itch. But not anymore. At Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, Sunday and Wednesday are not just church because God is very deliberate about his agenda in this age and church as usual will not cut it in the times we're in. Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, is an apostolic gathering of God's people experiencing old-time revival for new era realities. God is bringing back His power and is calling you to carry it to the world. 
Sunday celebration service at 8 a.m. on Sundays and the Word and Worship Wednesday service every Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. at Rogic. All hold at the Golden Bird Event Center, Plot 859 A. Ame Street, Wye District, Abuja. And your host is Goodhart Obi Ekweme. On Sunday at 8 a.m. and Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. Don't just come to church, be the church. After all, there's already enough religion in the world. Revival House of Glory International Church is an expression of the Horn of Revival Ministry.